Welcome to the Chicago Golf Report Podcast, brought to you by ChicagoGolfReport.com, covering everything golf in Chicago. Our guest this episode is Tony Castelluccio, who is the Director of Golf Instruction at Chalet Hills in Cary, Illinois. You can visit Chalet Hills at ChaletGolf.com. Tony has a unique background in that he is a certified golf instructor and also holds a certification in healing arts. And this week we're going to be talking about how he applies those different techniques to teaching people. So, Tony, tell us a little bit about how you got started in how you got to uh, Chalet Hills. Well, I started out with um, my first job after golf teaching school was uh, Rolling Green Country Club. And I worked there for two seasons, and I was really successful in students. And when I got there, there was no one taking lessons, and I thought, this is country club there should be more lessons people should try to get better this is what golf is about and so I started showing people how to chip and some techniques I use and next thing I know I'm doing 12 to 15 a day so it was a really big change for the course and you know but it was a lot of fun after that I went to the golf center right when it first opened I was one of the first six teachers there and it was perhaps the most uh populated golf facility in the country for a few months. Mm-hmm. When it first opened, there was a three-hour wait to hit balls on Saturday, and it was in the middle of February. <laughs> so it was, you know, it's a very exciting place. It had a three-story automated driving range. Sure. And you're talking uh, about golf center. It had a sushi bar. It had a regular restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, a huge putting green indoors. And, you know, 80 stations to hit balls. And there was still a three-hour wait. So it was... Mm-hmm. It was just a great place for a teacher. Uh, more students than we could even work on. So it, it really showed how interested golf, uh, how many people are interested in golf in Chicagoland if they're out in the winter like that. Mm-hmm. So after that, I, I did a lot of uh, raising children. And I taught on my own for about six years before I came here. And I went to yoga school and Qigong school and Kung Fu school. And I've always, for the last 20 years, even before I got into golf, I've been into the healing arts. Mm-hmm. And to me, the mind-body aspect of golf is kind of an underappreciated thing in our culture, except maybe Tiger and most of the tour pros. Sure. But as our mind goes, so goes our will. And if our will is weak, we don't usually hit the ball to where we want it to go particularly if our mind isn't, you know, intricately connected to our own body. A lot of people have a disconnection. To, you tell them, try to pull with your left side. And it, it might take five or ten times for them to do it. Where if you work with a blue chip athlete or a professional athlete, you show them it once and they do it. So it's, it's, I've noticed that throughout my teaching, that certain people have that ability and certain don't. So what I wanted to do here at Chalet was, offer a mind-body health class before the season started, which we did. Mm-hmm. And we taught two weeks of yoga and qigong here at the golf course. And, it, you know, it wasn't exactly packed, but we had about nine or ten students in each group. And, you know, even one student would be enough for me because t- teaching this stuff to other people is is at least as fun as teaching golf <laughs> because it, it has a lot to do with getting them to feel good. And by the end of the week, you could see the energy and all the students was up and their smiles were up and they were getting it, you know. So 
with students, I'll see sometimes, particularly older students or heavy students, that they have a trouble turning well or you'll see tightness in their neck or upper shoulders in their turn. So I might offer a few suggestions for simple moves that will help loosen those up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them we don't know here in the West because their methods of exercise are considerably different than here in the West. Uh, everything has to do with mind, and everything has a mind aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And if you go to a step aerobics class, they don't even mention the mind. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. So in, in golf is certainly the most cerebral of almost any sport. So the mind part of it is, is to me uh, a kind of an underappreciated aspect. Mm-hmm. So that's that's basically the background. And uh, as you've kind of uh, taken this philosophy and, and put it in, I know you said you just had this year where you had your first kind of implementation of this. Have you seen a willingness of Chicago golfers to accept that the fact that the, the mind it, body component is there and, and like a willingness I to I think there's a it? hunger for it. You know, really? Certain students are like, boy, have I been looking for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 can't, I just don't know what I'm doing, this and that. Mm-hmm. And if, if they become kind of like self-assured in their movements and in their body, then it starts to reflect in their game. Mm-hmm. Their stance is stronger. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, stance training is a big aspect of the healing arts. It develops the lower root chakra. I mean, if you want to really get into it, it develops the red energy of the body. Mm -hmm. And to me, our hands and our feet are the two things that we need to think about in golf. I've had so many swings where I didn't root well, and the swing isn't nearly as good. And there's a great player named Justin Rose. He Mm -hmm. uh, took fourth in the British Open back uh, probably 99 or so. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said his only swing thought that week was to feel the ground on my downswing. Hmm. And I've, I've, you know, I told a bunch of my students, this is the kind of stuff that I try to talk about. The mm-hmm. ground is where we really can get our energy from. It's kind of hard to really kind of imagine, but when you, when you feel like your cleats are four inches, you really mm-hmm. feel like you have something to throw, you know, throw your weight well at the ball and balance. So, so what would be that's a, how I taught a, myself the game. That's how I teach other people the game. And, and when you begin this sort of uh, evolution for people, how do, you, uh, how do you connect them initially with the idea? Like you're talking about hands and feet being so valuable and, and dictating a lot that goes on in the swing. How do you make that connection where people are, go from being confused to, oh, okay, now I'm starting to get what you're talking about? Well, it depends on what you're talking about. Are you talking about the exercise part or the swing part? I guess I'm talking to the about the swing part. Well, I I I tend to follow the old Harvey Pinnock rules where we start right at the green, mm-hmm. get him get him used to making short putts, work our way back, mm-hmm. get him used to impact and the chipping where their weight is solid left, particularly in the left heel, and they learn to move the weight through the left heel and keep it there in the beginning of the backswing because, you know, acceleration is the main focus in in the short game. But if we're already at the impact side, it's a waste of time to go all the way to the right if we don't have more than 60 yards or so to deal with. Mm 
we can just let our hands and acceleration do it all. And if our weights stay solid, we don't have that extra kick of legs throwing the ball too far, too short, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of simplify the game by, by taking the weight out of it in the beginning, or the weight will just be left, and you're just going to learn how to hit balls with your weight left. Mm-hmm. And that way they get used to impact for the full swing because our weight's left in the full swing at impact. So gently we let them get the weight to the right, but no further than the inside of the right foot. Mm-hmm. More of an athletic swing where they can't, they're restricted in their backswing at first so that they get the feel of how you load up the legs and the torso as part of a good lower body. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you familiar with that technique? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, uh, you know, it's an old school method where the student has to be aware of the leading edge of the club face. Mm-hmm. For chipping and, and for ultimately the full swing, I want them to have that leading edge on their mind, break and tease, uh, being able to hit things at will with it, and then we'll get further. You know, So I want you to get this leading edge real comfortable to where you're landing it, and then we'll go more to full swing. Mm-hmm. So it's an old way of learning, but I, always, I just think learn the best way. You know, mm-hmm. don't, don't change everything just because it's a new time. Right. Now, when you were talking a little bit earlier about... Um you know, the connection with your mind, and as our mind goes, so goes our will. I was uh, saw recently on the Golf Channel a, a show um, with Michael Breed, and he was talking about his philosophy where if the mind says don't, don't. And as he was more specifically talking about putting, but if it basically what he was referring to is if your mind is saying don't pull this, don't push this, don't come up short, then stop your mind, stop your swing, stay mm. away, and refocus. Well, now, he's, he's right. There's a really famous uh, golf psychologist who said that the brain doesn't understand the word don't. Mm-hmm. It'll say don't hit in the water, and the brain will think it said hit it in the water. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the brain doesn't understand don't. It just thinks water. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. he's he's right. Michael Breed is, 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 is kind of quoting, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's very famous... Um, I read his books. Uh, Was it Bob Rotella? Bob Rotella, that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he explained very clearly that the brain doesn't understand that word. So if you even think of the word water, that's not where your target is. Mm-hmm. So you, you obviously are not controlling your thoughts. You're letting your thoughts control you. But one of the things that is kind of the basic, most important part of, of mind-body health is getting the brain to be under our command instead of under its own volition, running from thought to thought without much organization. They call it monkey mind. Mm -hmm. And it's very common in the Western world. That's kind of because we don't meditate and we don't pay attention to stillness. That's why we have these troubles and maladies and cancers and all sorts of things. Everything's mind. So even with my own children, we always teach them stillness from when they were really little and like the American Indians did. And I just, those are things that I think are imperative for brain development. So we did them our own kids and they're getting all A's, they're happy, they're, they're good kids. So, mm-hmm. 
do you have any uh, ideas, any techniques for your everyday everyday golfer to kind of uh, strengthen that ability on the golf course and kind of get rid of the monkey mind? Absolutely. For example, hopefully they're walking the course. Mm-hmm. And say they want to become, you know, they want to focus on having a day where they're going to really work on peace of mind. So while they're walking the course, just pay attention to your breathing. Just, you know, the next 200 yards, I'm just going to pay attention to my breathing. And it all starts from that. Once we become internal, then we can silence it. But until we do that, we can't silence it. We we can't shut it down. It's just too active. There's 12, 7 trillion cells all talking to each other constantly. So we physically or mentally have to have to turn our attention inward, particularly females, because they do all thinking of others. You know, their mm-hmm. children, their wives, their husbands, you know, they're always thinking of others, and that's why they have a lot of health problems lately. Mm-hmm. So I even went to, I took my wife to my doctor, who's from India, and he, I said, could you do her pulse? Could you test her for me? And, and you know, she's a very fit-looking woman. She runs every other day, and she does yoga every morning. And she looks as fit as a fiddle. And he says, is your lower back tight? And, she, you know, this is while he's feeling her pulse. And she says, yeah, it's always been tight. He says, do you wash the table but think of other things? And she says, yeah, Tony's always trying to get me to focus on what I'm doing and that Zen stuff, you know. And he says, well, right now, even though we're sitting, you have a walking heartbeat. Huh. He says, when you focus on the table, your heart will slow down and your body will become more normal. So she went and got the power of now and all these other books on this kind of subject, and she's doing really good. So, And he's tested her lately, and her, her pulse has come down. Mm-hmm. So just that little notion is, was enough, you know, and a lot of times it is that. It's just a thought sometimes, like Tiger the other day wasn't swinging well. And someone had him just come in slightly more inside, and he had 30 minutes straight without a bad hit. Mm-hmm. So then connecting the mind component with the body component, uh, what would you suggest to for a golfer, and again, a, probably a weekend golfer here in the city of Chicago, uh, to help with the body component? I know you mentioned uh, your... Uh, the yoga and the involvement with yoga. Is there uh, programs? Is there something that a golfer should be focusing on specifically, say, with yoga that could help them immediately in terms of their body and being able to make a turn and being able to be more flexible? Okay. Well, there's many forms of yoga, Mm -hmm. first of all. There's one directly developed for the United States called Bikram Yoga by a, a teacher named Bikram. It has 26 poses that you do twice, and it's in a 105-degree room. Mm-hmm. This one was designed specifically for the stresses of an American life, and it's amazingly popular, and they have one in Naperville in Chicago, and I forget, there's three of them. Mm-hmm. And Hatha Yoga is what I'm certified in. It means sun-moon yoga, and it's kind of what is most mainstream. And if the student wanted to get a taste of it, he should type in the sun salutation and Google it 
and he'll instantly learn how to do the root of Hatha Yoga. And it takes about, you know, two minutes to learn and a lifetime to work on. And you need to do two to 12 repetitions, and most assuredly his game will improve, just from the sun salute alone. Hmm. It's the most popular exercise on the planet. More people do the sun salute than any other movement on earth. Even another more startling point is that they say doing the sun salute affects a thousand generations positively after you. Oh. I mean, it's just staggering. And that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, one of the things about it that's really unique is that it there's what they call marma points or mind-body points, and you have three main ones, both your heart, your, your lower abdomen, and then your forehead. But there's 103 more. And this one move, the sun salute, addresses all 107. So it's considered a perfect series of movements that is, to me, I notice if I don't do them how much better I play, you know, mm. when I do. So, and other people can benefit from the same thing. And that was one of the main things we taught here at the club when we had our class before the season started. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Bikram earlier. Is that something you'd recommend for golfers as well? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a one-and-a-half-hour commitment to working out, which, first of all, is amazingly good for you. And people should do it every morning. But, you know, I can't be everyone's daddy here. <laughs> right, right. They have to want to do it. Baby steps. But Bikram yeah. kind of forces you to do it because you're stuck in a room and you're 105 degrees, and you're within a minute and a half, you're totally drenched. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how fast they get you pumped up. And you don't really move. You just put your arms over your head and breathe, and next thing you know, you're sweating. Mm-hmm. But it's a great workout. It's cleansing. Make sure you hydrate before you go there. Mm-hmm. And it's fairly safe. Okay, so you've given us some great ideas on body and mind. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing uh, at Shelley Hills and you know the programs you've put together and you know what the, the course is kind of instituting to help golfers? Well, we're, we're trying to make golf instruction more affordable. Uh, we've cut our prices right in half for all bookings before the end of this month. Just kind of like a, a early season kind of push to get people, because this course we were at here at Chalet is a demanding course, particularly off the tee. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep it straight, you've got to get another ball out. It's It's <laughs> got some of them with both sides of uh, the fairway have woods and plenty of water and, you know, there's I just talked to a guy who shot 130 and lost a dozen balls here oh. to give you an idea. And he's not a terrible golfer, but he just had one of those days, you know. Mm-hmm. But the 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 junior program is one of our main focuses. That's starting at the middle of June. And depending on how many kids we got, one of the first things we're going to teach them is stillness because I've I know how much it'll benefit their golf ultimately and the rest of their their existence as far as school and all kinds of things. So that's where I start. I work on safety with the young kids a lot. We keep them built separate from each other. and I've had groups as large as 35 kids, and no one's ever gotten hurt. So that's where I stress it. It's hold or finish. Nobody gets hurt. Everybody swings when we're told to swing, you know. 
Mm-hmm. To me, the safety aspect is something that I'm really concerned about when we have a lot of kids with a weapon in their hand. Potential weapon. <laughs> sure, sure. So with, and, ki- with kids, I think they're they're even easier to teach. They're, mm-hmm. They generally don't have a lot of bad habits that they can't seem to get over. And I don't work on too much more than the things we talked about, the short game, the breaking a tee, and holding their finish on the full swing. Um, too many swing thoughts for young kids, I think, is a troubling. Just let them have fun and, and let them just work on getting hand-eye coordination mm-hmm. by hitting tees, breaking tees. And as far as movement goes, there's a, with the, the world of, of Chinese exercise, which we haven't even talked about, which is probably more easy to teach on a spur-of-the-moment kind of thing mm-hmm. than yoga. Yoga, you kind of need a classroom, you know, it's a, but Qigong I could do right on the range. I could show people it in four minutes, and they mm-hmm. could understand something that they could work on every day. In less than four minutes, they'll know how to do it. So Qigong is almost magical in its, in its simplicity but complexity at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's one form called Zham Zhang, which is, means standing like post, which back in 1986 was the first book ever in America on the subject of Qigong. And my mom gave it to me when I had a car accident, and it kind of rebuilt me, and it turned me into this, healing arts teacher because the wisdom of China was to send us the very first and most important Qigong because there's a thousand of them registered mm-hmm. in China. And the one to learn first is the root of all the rest of them. So it was just a brilliant way to learn it. And, uh, you know, for real serious students, that's where I'd recommend them to go. Mm-hmm. It's to learn Jam Jong, which is the root of all Qigong. And then you could learn the healing art, martial arts. Uh, you could learn how to heal others. and It just has an unlimited uh, potential. Even doctors in, in China, if you were to go to a, a medical establishment, they have Eastern medicine on one side of the hospital, Western medicine on the other. And in the Eastern side, they will have Qigong doctors who work with their Qi and teach you certain movements to help you know, whatever organs might be bothering you. It's a vast science. And it's coming. It's coming. It's taking a little longer than yoga, but it's easier to learn. That's why I'm trying to push it in a public place like this, so that mm-hmm. it becomes a little more mainstream. Well, it's a lot of great information. That's terrific. Huh? All right, Walter. It's been nice talking to you. Okay. Thank you very much, Tony. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been the Chicago Golf Report Podcast. Visit ChicagoGolfReport.com right now for exclusive discount offers, Chicago Golf News, and in-depth event listings.